I solemnly swear that I will faithfully, diligently, and impartially execute and perform the duties required of me as a member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police and will well and truly obey and perform all lawful orders and instructions which I shall receive as such without fear, favor, or affection of or towards any person. So help me God. the first time, authentic stories of the world-famous Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Tales of men who for almost a hundred years have helped to keep peace in Canada. The Queen's Men. stories of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Names have been changed for family protection. And now transcribe The Queen's Men. Well, men, if we're on the subject of old timers... What about Julian Bordeaux? Bordeaux? I don't think I've heard of him, Inspector. Oh, I have. He was part Indian, wasn't he? Uh, no, but you think he was the way he could handle the Indians. Julian was the most colorful member of the force, French-Canadian. And he spoke French, English, and Cree fluently. I remember we were stationed at Gull Lake together at the time Julian won his corporal stripes after 20 years' service. Well, what did he do to earn his stripes, Inspector? Oh, it was a fine piece of work, I'm telling you. The settlement was mostly made up of French and half-breeds. There was a large Indian reserve in the district there, too. But due to Julian's diplomacy and good nature, there hadn't been any trouble for a long time. He had one shortcoming, though. While he was a fair shot with a rifle, he simply couldn't shoot with a revolver. Oh, I can still remember what a great joke it was when we were all called for revolver practice. Julian was forever dreaming up excuses to get out of it. Of course, we all knew what he was up to. Bullseye! Good work, Corporal. You see that, Julian? Yeah. You want to speak to me, Sergeant? You just watch Corporal Hardy. He's a fine shot. He might learn something. Yeah, I agree with you, Sergeant. The Corporal Hardy is a very good shot. My congratulations, Corporal. I will permit you to take my turn, so for keep the score high and not disgrace the horse. <laughs> okay, Julian. Quit stalling. Take one shot anyway so I can report your presence. Yeah, come on, come on. Okay, Sergeant. Uh... Maybe some of you boys like uh, to look for shelter? <laughs> all right, all right, that way, that way, quiet. I take aim, I fire. Gone. 
you see? Uh -oh. I'm telling you, I cannot hit those targets. You want uh, me to show you how I can shoot? You give me fast-moving deer or a duck to shoot at. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's uh, not about time for lunch, no? As a matter of fact, it is. All right, men, you can pack up and let's get back to barracks. Oh, I'm going to pack up, me. Like uh, say, Julian. Oui, Sergeant. You're not going to ask me trying again, huh? No. You know, sometimes I think you're putting on an act about this revolver. Oh, je t'assure, I'm not. You're capable enough at everything else. Walk back with me, will you? Yeah, wait. I'd wait. like to discuss your friend White Eagle. Come on, come on here. Hmm. Uh, I'm afraid White Eagle uh, does not look on me like a friend. He certainly does not. But I know you've taken a special interest in uh, him. Yeah. Oui. Four times now, I have catch him on his tricks. No matter how I'm watching him, always somehow he managed to uh, get in trouble with alcohol. I'm afraid White Eagle is pretty bad Indian. That worries you? Oui. Oui. There's not uh, too many bad Indians. The Indians are, uh, well, the people, the rest of them, they worry too about White Eagle. Uh, how he's got all this money when he's so lazy and he don't work? Yes, that's a good question. And every time you catch him, he has money enough to pay his fines so he goes loose again. One day he's going to get into serious trouble. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Well, why you mention him today, Sergeant? Have you ever seen any evidence of White Eagle stealing horses? Stealing horses? No. I've caught him uh, many things, but uh, not yet stealing. This series of daring horse thefts that have been reported recently. I've had Manning on it, and he hasn't been able to find a single clue. Oh. Yeah. Well, see, I've, I've been giving those uh, thefts some thoughts, Sergeant. I thought so. You were down to the Indian Reserve last night, weren't you? Oui, oui. And the night before? Yes, uh... If you have anything in mind, Julian, perhaps you'd like to let me in on it. Well, when uh, White Eagle is keeping out of trouble uh, for two old months, uh, naturellement, I begin to uh, suspect something. I think uh, he does not uh, call attention to himself just now, and uh, I begin to wonder why. Then when more and more people are saying, uh, my horses are stolen, well, uh, I'm investigate, and... Uh, it's a very clever job. It's quiet. Very quiet. You know, no one can be so quiet like an Indian. So you suspect White Eagle, huh? Uh, I suspect, but that's all. He leave no trace at all. No trace whatever. You find out anything at the reserve? No, I'm not going to the reserve for finding out anything. Just uh, being friendly, that's all. Okay, Julian, take your time. But when you need assistance, let me know. Sam, mon vieux, that's the most big catch I never see in all my life. Nobody knows how to fish in the river around here like you. <laughs> Secrets my father taught me. Swift spear, they call him. He could spear the fastest trout in the stream before you knew what he was doing. Mm. It's nice here by your fire. The night's uh, getting cold. Mm. <laughs> no. Look at the little ones dressing up in the old feather headdresses. Mm, they play like uh, being their forefathers. <laughs> uh, not much work for you Mounties these days, eh, Constable? Mm. You visit us so often. Every night now for two weeks you drop in. It is good to see you. Yeah, oui, oui, you're right. Not much work to do these days. 
Your uh, your people is keeping busy, though. Mm-hmm. We keep busy, all right. All except White Eagle. Huh? What about him, sir? Uh, him, no good to his people. He sit all day doing nothing. And then he make a speech. Hmm. What kind of a speech? Mm, last night. About you. What? White Eagle is angry that you come to visit us. He says you are here to make trouble. Mm-hmm. Trouble for White Eagle, maybe, Constable. Uh, only if he wants the trouble, Sam. I think maybe he wants trouble all right. He is rich these days. Oh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know from White Eagle's squaw. She cleaned his tent. She found the money and told my squaw. They both worry. They wonder, where did he get all that money? Yeah, right. uh, and in gold, I'm too. Gold, you said? What's that? Uh, a horse. I never saw that horse before, or the man that is leading him. His name's White Eagle, and I want to see him. I got business with him. We go see what the man wants. Uh, he wants White Eagle. White Eagle is not here. Well, where is he? He owes me money, and I'm not leaving till I get it and give him back this horse. Uh, that is not White Eagle's horse, Constable. White Eagle has no horse. Uh, monsieur, uh, what, uh, what's the trouble? Uh, Who are you? Uh, I am friend of these people. I'm Constable Bordeaux of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. I'm out here, eh? Well, I got something to tell you. An Indian that lives here jipped me on this horse, and I want my money back. Oh, uh-huh. that's so? He sold me the horse last week. He told me it was in good health and only three years old. Well, it isn't. Just because I didn't know much about horses, he jipped me. I found out this horse is ten years old. Oh, I see. And I paid that fella in gold. Mm, but but where did White Eagle get horse? Yes. Yes. That's a good question, Sam. Uh, Monsieur, whatever your name is. Uh... Jackson, Jackson. Uh, Monsieur Jackson, you will get your money back. But uh, first, I uh, want you come with me. Eh? We're going to take the horse to headquarters and uh, we see uh, to who it belongs. Uh, I think maybe uh, you're not the only one who's been gypped. Yes, you were right, Julian. The horse belongs to one of the complainants, a settler named Peacock. It was stolen from his ranch along with three other horses last Monday. Oh, so uh, the White Eagle has started the real thieving, eh? I'm afraid so. I know you were hoping he might still turn out all right, but this looks like our evidence. Julian, it's your case. You'd better go and bring him in. So Julian led the troop that finally tracked down White Eagle. Armed with a warrant, the boys rode back to the Indian Reserve. But White Eagle had got wind of it and had gone. Well, the chase was on. They took two weeks hunting before they finally got him. He was convicted and sentenced to five years in the penitentiary in the northern part of the province. Julian was assigned the job of accompanying him on the train up north. Now, Julian, of course, had no grudge against White Eagle and on the way up tried to make things as pleasant as he could for him. Yeah, White Eagle. Here, have a cigarette, huh? No? Oh, go on, have one. Uh, je t'assure, they're, they're good cigarette. No, cigarette mounting. 
Uh, a bonbon, huh? Candy? You want the chocolate bar? No, candy. No, nothing. Oh, look. Better you not be mad. I know you're you're feeling uh, bitter. Uh, and me, I suppose I would too, I guess. But uh, look, I didn't go after you and catch you from uh, anger. It's just because uh, I'm doing my job. Always your job to catch me. Why you not catch somebody else sometime? <laughs> you have keep me too busy, won't you? Uh, don't worry, I'll catch someone else now. Maybe you think I will be away five years, eh? What? What the judge say? Five years? He could give you 15, though. You're, you're not so badly off. <laughs> they will not keep me there. Oh? You, uh, you don't think so? No jail can keep me. I will get out, you see. And then... Then I see you again, Monty. Oh, I will see you too, Monty. Mm, maybe I see you first. <laughs> Look, don't be crazy. You you better be good boy now. If you are, maybe, uh, well, maybe you don't serve the whole uh, five years. I not serve five months. I not serve five weeks, you see. Julian, always hopeful, tried to talk some sense into him. But that Indian was plenty mad. And he had a real grudge against the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. And Constable Julian Bordeaux in particular. As it turned out, he did serve five weeks. And five months. But six months after his commitment, we were all sitting around the barracks one night after supper, and the door burst open. Julian! Julian, have you heard about White Eagle? No, not for a long time. Uh, you have news from White Eagle? I hope he's okay. He's fine. But you might not be for long. Ah, stop being mysterious, Corporal. What's happened? White Eagle has escaped from the penitentiary. What? Oh. In just a moment, we'll return for the second part of this true story of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the Queen's Men. And now we return you to the Queen's Men. White Eagle had made good his threat. He'd escaped from the penitentiary. We were all afraid now that he would carry out his second threat to even the score with Julian. All of us, that is, except Julian, who was utterly fearless. Sergeant Stevens called Julian into his office the next morning and tried talking to him. Now, see here, Julian. It's time you took this thing serious. Uh, you don't understand, Sergeant. I'm take White Eagle escape very serious. I'm going to catch him. That's just what I mean. You keep out of his no. way. Now stop arguing, Julian. You're holding up the process of law. We have to go out after that Indian, and we're going to keep you here if I personally have to sit on you. Ah, mon ami. I am uh, most flattered for your concern for me, Sergeant. Go on, go on, get out of my office. Go and do some revolver practice. <laughs> like a storm brewing up. Yeah, White Eagle will be glad of that. Covers tracks better. Yeah, may I ask uh, what all you brave Mounties are doing sitting around uh, admiring the scenery? 
Don't you know there's a dangerous uh, convict at large? Well, well, Constable Julian Bordeaux, the famous shooting champion. You attend to your business, Julian, my boy. We'll attend to ours. Ah, yes. That's the trouble. I have no business. I was hoping you men uh, would carry on the tradition of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Now I have been uh, put, uh, you say, uh, out from service. (laughs) It occurs to me, Julian, that you've accepted the sergeant's orders to stay out of this case with remarkable fortitude. I'm always obey orders, Corporal. Now look here, you haven't got anything up your sleeve, have you? Because if you have... Uh, Maman, Maman, here comes a visitor. Who is it? Can any of you men see? The rider's too far away, Corporal. Hey, you don't think... He wouldn't ride right up here in broad daylight, would he? No, no, not why do you go. It would be very nice, of course, but, uh... Oh, it's Jake Patterson. Uh, who's that? He's a settler. He has a cabin in the woods near Mission Town. Bonjour. Good day, mon ami. Say, am I glad you fellas are here. Get it there, beauty. Now I got some news you're going to be interested in. News? What kind of news? Yeah, about that Indian that escaped from the face. White Eagle, what about him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wait, Jake, what about White Eagle? Well, here's what uh, happened. Just a minute. Huh? Your name is? Uh, Patterson. Uh, Jake Patterson. Well, I wonder if you'd step inside with me and tell your story to the sergeant. Yeah, I come too. Uh, sorry, uh, Julian, the rest of you. You all stay out here, please. Uh, but Cop- Come along, uh, Mr. Patterson. Okay. <laughs> This is Sergeant Stevens, Jake Patterson. Oh, sit down, Patterson. Yes. Thank um, you, sure. I didn't want Julian getting too interested. He might... Uh, ah, quite right, Hardy. All right, Patterson, uh, let's hear your information. Uh, <clears throat> well, I got a cabin up by Mission Town in a clearing near the edge of the Indian Reserve. Now, uh, I do some trapping and... Uh, yes, 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 yes. Now, 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 what about White Eagle? Uh, well, I came home last night about 6, uh, or maybe 6.30, uh, Yes, that's right. And, and I walk in like I usually do, you know, not suspecting a thing. I've got my day's catch over my shoulder, and I'm feeling good. Why? Hey, well, what are you doing here? Waiting for you to get back. You... You're a white eagle. This, your rifle? Uh, yeah, sure, that's my rifle. Uh, uh, hey, what do you want to? I take it. I look for shells, but find none. Quick, where you keep shells? Uh, listen, you can't walk off with my Give rifle. Give me shells, or I will let you have it on the head. Oh, okay, 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 all right. Don't, don't get excited. Uh, they're over here in, in this chest here. Here they are. Yeah. Now go on. Get out of here. I know what you will now do. That is, you tell police about me. Who, me? Why, I... That's all right for me. But not tonight. You no move from this cabin till sunrise. You understand. If you do... I might still be outside. I would kill you, sure. Oh, okay. Okay, sure. Uh, I know you well enough to know you'd do it, White Eagle. Uh, when you see those red coats, tell them 
they are never going to take White Eagle alive. They come after me. I will shoot them as fast as I see them. Now, I go. And remember what I say. Stay here till sunrise. And that's what I did, Sergeant. That Indian wasn't fooling. So he got himself a gun first thing, did he? Are you all right, Sergeant? Why he goes out to kill? Well, he, he sure did look mad. I'm telling you, you know, he's a tough customer. Uh, Hardy, tell the men to come in here. What about Julian? Well, what about him? He's pretty interested in this case, Sergeant. We're going to have trouble keeping him out of it. I told you I've already dealt with Julian. He's going to keep out of it. Excuse me, Sergeant. Uh, yes, Martin, what is it? Uh, it's just that you told us to stick close to Julian and... Well, we seem to have lost him. What do you mean, lost him? How could you lose him right here at the detachment? Well, one minute he was sitting around, chewing the fat with us, and the next minute he was gone. We looked all over the place. Sergeant, I got a nasty feeling Julian's gone after White Eagle on his own hook. Well, the hunt was on. Not for White Eagle this time, but for Julian. Even if he couldn't shoot a target, he was the most liked member of the force, and we didn't want him getting his head blown off. Life would have been pretty dull around Gull Lake without that fearless, charming Frenchman. We hunted the whole area, and that night when we got back to the detachment, who should be sitting there? Julian, what are you doing sitting here with that foolish smile on your face? Where in blazes have you been? Well, I was uh, tracked down the White Eagle, Sergeant. What? We've been hunting our heads off for you all afternoon. Well, Corporal, you would have do much more better to hunt for White Eagle. I told you to stay off this case, Julian. But, Sergeant, nobody else knows how to track that Indian down. You, you don't mean what you said, that you were really tracking him down this afternoon. Well, sure. Then, then where is he? Well, he's in his tent at the reserve. What? Julian, is that the truth? I'm telling the truth, Sergeant. What for you men are so surprised? Where else would he be but uh, in his tent? We thought he'd be after you. Well, maybe, but uh, according to my uh, calculation, I would go first to see the squaw, who is young and pretty, and, well, he's very fond of her, and he's jealous, well, too. Well, I'll be. Well, at least you didn't try to take him. I congratulate you for that. No, no, I think uh, better to have help uh, if I'm taking him. You have help, but Julian, I honestly do think you should stay out of this. Oh, now, Sergeant, let's not go through that again. He's always been the only one who could foresee what that Indian was going to do. And he did find him again this time, Sergeant. All right, all right. Julian, since you insist, you're back on the case. Ah, merci, Sergeant. Merci. Well, what's your plan? I suppose you have a plan. Oh, oui, oui. I, I believe that the White Eagle is, will be in his tent until the morning. Uh, I think it would be foolish if we go uh, into the reserve in black of night. I would suggest that uh, maybe three of us go uh, just when the day is breaking. Oh, I see. That sounds sensible. Uh, of course, it will be necessary that we not make uh, slightest noise. White Eagle is very smart and very watchful Indian. There's danger of the dogs barking, isn't there? Yeah, I have to think of that, too. Not much danger, I think. Uh, they're used to the dogs they're barking all the night, the, the coyotes and the timber wolf. The main thing is for to be careful of the footstep. 
Uh, we not uh, make any sudden strange noise uh, that will uh, arouse uh, White Eagle. Mm. Three men, you think, eh, Julian? Oui. Uh, Corporal R.D. is the crack revolver shot. So he's uh, approaching from the front of the tent. Uh, Constable Martin and I will watch from the back, from, from the either side. Uh, look, we plan now every detail. I will, uh, if you will permit me, uh, illustrate the, the quiet way in which uh, the engines walk. Uh, that is the way we must walk in. You see the front, the tent flap? You yeah. see from here. You will walk slowly and very carefully, and you go straight for the tent flap. Okay. Come, Martin. You go around the back from the other side. I will take the east side. Right. Let's go. In they went and took their positions. Julian near the back of the tent. All went well until Corporal Hardy got within about three feet at the front of the tent. Then suddenly he stepped on a dry twig he'd not seen in the dim light. It cracked under his feet like the sound of a pistol. Then it all happened at once in the space of a few seconds. Hardy jumped to the flap of the tent, and at the same time, White Eagle shot like a flash from the back of the tent, and crouching low, ran like a deer. Julian and Martin called him to stop. White Eagle turned, aiming his rifle, and instantly Julian's gun cracked and White Eagle slumped over. The men jumped on him. And later, we discovered what had happened. I tell you, Sergeant, I don't know how Julian did it. His bullet went squarely through the middle of White Eagle's hand. He made him drop the rifle, knocked him over for a few seconds, long enough for us to jump him. Uh, Julian always said, give me a fast-moving target. Well, he had a fast one this time. White Eagle was traveling like lightning. He was planning to knock us off on the run. He could have done it, too, but for Julian. <laughs> You'd better stop, Martin. Julian's looking mighty embarrassed. Uh, it was not that was a wonderful shot even if it had been made in broad daylight with lots of time to aim. But to be made at 30 yards in that dim light in the flash of a second, I tell you, Sergeant, it was a miracle. You're doggone hard. Well, Martin was right. It was a miraculous shot. And I can tell you, no one ever teased Julian again about his shooting ability. Yeah, I think not. <laughs> ah, he won his corporal stripes for that action. And he continued to be the best and most courageous man we had. He saved Hardy's and Martin's lives, you know. That Indian could have picked them off with his rifle in no time flat. And there would have been no one to tell the tale, I think. Ah, rare man, Julian Bordeaux. Yes, but not so rare as that when you take a good look at the force. There's plenty of men like that to give the Royal Canadian Mounted Police the fine reputation it holds. Authentic stories of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Music under the direction of Sidney Torch. Script and adaptation under the supervision of John Adaskin. Produced and directed by Harry Allen Towers.